0: Hi, I'm Olivia Goldman and I'm a graduate student researcher at Rockefeller University and I'm here with Anujan and Dipika at the podcast at the end of the day to talk about the Scientifico Latino Project.
1: Olivia, thank you so much for your time today.
0: Yeah, no problem. I'm really happy to be here.
1: Olivia, tell us more about yourself. What, uh, what do you do as a graduate student? What kind of research and what kind of studies are you doing?
0: Um, so I'm a third year PhD student uh, in Leslie Vossall's lab at Rockefeller. And I'm ai study mosquitoes, so I study the neurobiology of mosquitoes and um, how they interact with insect repellents. So uh, I study the insect repellent DEET, which was discovered in the 1950s and is the gold standard for insect repellents. So mosquitoes kill uh, almost a million people a year. They they're responsible for more human deaths than any other animal, including humans. Really? Yeah. It, and um, and we. And like uh, in terms of pr- protecting yourself from bites, uh, DEET is really the best thing we have at the moment, and it hasn't really been improved upon since the 1950s. So I'm investigating um, how mosquitoes detect and sense DEET and how, and how they're repelled by it. And so hopefully uh, my findings will lead to um, better insect repellents and saving more lives. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Wish you all the best. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate
2: it. Uh, the reason we are doing this uh, episode of this podcast is we are going to talk about Scientifico Latino Project, which you and your friend uh, Robert Fernandez co-founded. So let's start from from this. What is this project, uh, Scientifico Latino?
0: So um, Scientifico Latino uh, started as a as an open access resource for for students um, in uh, STEM careers. So uh, basically, um, uh, if you're in a privileged networks, like if you go to elite universities or you have uh, like parents with doctorate degrees, uh, you you just have access to some information that a lot of people don't have. So, so, um, so Scientifical Latino uh, is a website where you can have a lot of access to, to uh, resources that will help you apply to graduate school, like like example fellowship statements. Um, we have a database of fellowships that, uh, that you can search and see which ones you might be eligible for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically, we just want to publicize information that uh, a, lot of, a lot of students in, in more privileged networks would have. And uh, we want to make it available to anyone who uh, is passionate about science and wants to succeed in STEM careers.
2: The first time when I saw your project, I thought it was only for Latino community.
0: So, um, so the Scientific Latino Project uh, aims to uh, correct a disparity in in um, in like so. For instance, thirty uh, percent of the U.S. population is Black or Latino. Um, however, like thirteen percent of students receiving doctorate degrees are of that same um, representation. So, there there is a disparity there that uh, that needs to be uh, that needs to be fixed and. Um, and so, although the Scientific Latino Project is available to anyone, mm-hmm. uh, it's not exclusively for for uh, Latin or minority students. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it w- the the name sort of represents that we are actually we are targeted at um, at like correcting this imbalance in who's receiving doctorate degrees in the United States.
2: So yeah, so let me make this clear: it's not only target targeted to Latino community; it's for all uh, minorities, right?
0: Absolutely, yeah. Anyone anyone can access the website. Um, uh, like anyone can apply for our mentorship programs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're we we are definitely willing to help anyone that uh, that that uh, that contacts us or that re- or that wants to be involved with us to um, to help them in their STEM careers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, who who should
1: actually reach out to you for help? Meaning, is it the undergrad students or the master's degree students or those who are already in a way making career in this sector? Who should reach out to you for help?
0: Yeah, I mean, really, really anyone. Um, so right now we have a we have a mentorship program that's targeted towards um, towards uh, applicants currently applying to graduate school. So this is usually uh, like senior undergrads or like um, or people that are are a couple of years out of college. But but um, but I mean, high if high school students would like advice on how to like. Sort of get the right, like the right first foot in their in their STEM careers, or um, graduate students looking for fellowships, or postdoc researchers um, looking for resources or networking. Um, we're we're really like, here to help for everyone, and we try to provide resources for everybody. Right.
2: And you've started this project since two thousand seventeen. It's been almost two years.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Right now, uh, we're we're really excited about our our mentorship program, and we have over two hundred uh, students that are. Currently applying to graduate school that we've paired with mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, these are either mentors that are in PhD programs currently, or mm-hmm. postdocs, or, or even faculty members. Um, that are so they have like the sort of in, they have this sort of point person, which they can ask the sort of nuances of the graduate school application process. Um, mm-hmm. So the application process is really confusing, and can it is. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and so um, so we felt like that um, that having like one person that you can talk to and ask the questions that you might have that like might not be um, that might be specific to your situation or yeah. or things like how to email a faculty member like these sort of etiquette questions mm-hmm. uh, are often really hard to provide like sort of generalized resources for. So we match we match mentors to applicants like that aren't that are trying to apply in the same field, mm-hmm. and um, so that the, these sort of difficult questions um, they can uh, they can have someone that can help them with that
2: right. And what kind of qualifications or requirements a mentee should have to apply to this project to get a mentor?
0: Mentees. Yeah. Um, so we we accept. Uh, so mentees uh, just have to be applying to graduate school okay. or sometimes just thinking about applying to graduate school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there really is no qualification. And how do
2: you match mentees with the mentors? Like, how do you do it?
0: So uh, so Rob does a great job uh, matching mentees to mentors. And so we take in a lot of things into consideration, the most important being the field. So if you're applying for environmental engineering, we'll try to match you with a mentor that's in uh, environmental engineering because the differences between fields can be really, uh, really broad. But um, then we also take into account like, um, is English your second language? Mm -hmm. Would you be more comfortable with a mentor that speaks the same native language as you? Um, Or are you an international student applying to graduate school? So like international students have a whole, have a whole series of extra challenges in applying to graduate school in the United States. Mm -hmm. So we try to take that into account um, uh, and sort of things like that.
1: Mm -hmm. Where is this organization based? Where is your project based?
0: So we, uh, it's like, the majority of our project is, uh, is online. So okay. Rob, is at New ha- Rob is in New Haven in Yale. Um, we have volunteers that help us and like, part- members of our team um, sort of distributed. And so it's really uh, our whole like, workflow for the project is really online.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. It, yeah, it is, it is really interesting, the theme that you have, which is making science accessible to anyone. I wonder where you bring the materials that you post on your website from. How do you get access to those materials and how do you get the permission to have them on the website?
0: So we have a, a couple blog series, one focusing on um, personal stories of, of uh, minorities in STEM careers. Um, and so we reach out to either faculty members or uh, or graduate students or postdocs that have had particular experiences and they'll write for us and we'll put it on the blog. Um, then we also have um, students, in, students in STEM that have uh, that want to build resources. Like for instance, like we have one post, like uh, how to choose and how to apply to uh, clinical psychology programs, mm-hmm. which is also its own confusing process. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so like people that have gone through a process uh, are often like, you know, when it's fresh in their mind, they're like, okay, I want to make a resource. So like uh, people um, that are applying are, don't have to struggle to find this information like, mm-hmm. like I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so we, yeah, so we make a lot of our own resources. Um, I applied to graduate school two years ago, so like, uh, like after that, I tried to make as many resources as I could while the information was still fresh in my mind. Right. Um, and then for fellowships, um, we have uh, incredible people that uh, offer us their fellowships that we can post online as examples, because mm-hmm. um, like for personal statements for graduate school and for. Um, fellowship statements and personal like, personal statements. Um, the best thing you can do is really read examples. The uh, uh, best would be in your field, but like to read examples and see see uh, sort of like absorb what it is like admissions committees are looking for because they'll they'll sort of like state it mm-hmm. and then they'll try to be as explicit as possible. But um, but really, there's a lot of like uh, like in academia and in science, there's a lot of cultural um sort of nuances that uh, are hard to pick up um without like reading uh successful statements Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: at the end of the podcast is there anything else you want to share with our audience
0: um so we're we're working on workshops now so we we are trying to um develop uh, workshop programs where we go to different universities um, and speak with undergrads so to sort of explain a little bit more about the graduate school application process um a lot of a lot of students uh, might not think that grad school is an option for them, or or they might not have enough information to make that decision. So uh, we try to we try to um, sort of we try to, we're trying to reach out like sort of in a more uh, rather than just online like in an in person right. way and yeah. um, to to. Uh, to connect with students and, and to tell them about uh, the different resources that we know of.
2: Right, and obviously there are so many students club in a lot of universities. If those students club want to reach out to you or to you know do a workshop in their school or college or universities, uh, what would be the best way to get in touch with you guys?
0: Absolutely, they can email us at uh, scientificolatino um, at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very responsive. Uh, or they can reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook. We, we are. Uh, we're always looking for new collaborations uh, and like, um, if like, you have a particular uh, sort of student body population that uh, you think could benefit from a workshop like that, then we would yeah, would definitely be interested in talking with you guys.
1: Thank you so much for uh, sharing all of this uh, very valuable information, Olivia.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for having us here. So uh,
2: Yeah. Thank you so much for watching and listening to our podcast. And yeah, uh, please do subscribe to our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, uh, wherever you find us.
1: Yes. And before we say bye-bye, we would like to take some time to thank the English-speaking union, ARNIC, for providing us this wonderful space to record this conversation with Olivia today. If you are a new immigrant in the U.S., then definitely reach out to the ESU, ARNIC, because they provide free English-language-speaking classes and professional development classes.
2: Okay, please keep following us and please subscribe to our channel.
1: Yes, on that note, it's time to say bye-bye. Bye, Bye Bye. guys. Hey, guys, a quick note. If you have a personal story that you think might be helpful to the newly arriving immigrants in the U.S., please contact us. We would love to feature you in our podcast. Go to our website, podcastattheendoftheday.com and write to us by going to the feedback section.
2: And by the way, if you love this podcast, you can support us with a small donation. Your help will enable us to continue producing more episodes. The link to support our podcast is in the description below.